Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. Today's guest is a good friend of mine and an incredible artiste in many ways. Her name is Nadine Artemis. She is a beauty philosopher, an aromacologist, and an author. She's also the founder of Living Libations, which is a luxury line of organic, wild-crafted, non-GMO botanical serums, elixirs, and essential oils. Nadine is also one of the smartest people I know. She is the pure embodiment of a lifelong learner. This woman, when she gets interested in a topic, she dives deeper than people that are who are even in the field. And in the topic that we're discussing today, which is teeth and oral care, is no different. She's actually written a book on the topic, which a lot of people don't know, called Holistic Oral Care, I believe. It's on her website, which is livinglibations.com. And in this podcast, we really go deep into the teeth, how to care for them, and some facts about teeth that a lot of people don't necessarily know. And I think it's just so valuable because if you've ever had any issues with your teeth or, or your mouth, we know how distressing it can be. I think visits to the dentist are some of the most stressful visits that people have. For many, many people, there's a huge phobia around it. And there's a lot you can do at home to try and improve your dental health so you don't have to go to the dentist as often. Or when you do go to the dentist, you have a better outcome. So I'm not saying you don't go to the dentist. I'm just saying if you take care of your teeth and your mouth at home, you'll have an easier time when you do go to the dentist. So if you enjoy this episode, please make sure to share it with your friends, your networks, anybody who else you think will get value from it. And of course, if you enjoy the episode, make sure to leave us a review because that is how we get to reach more people and become more visible. And finally, to reach Nadine, more importantly, you would go to livinglibations.com. You may not reach her herself. However, she's got a whole team of people that offer free consults. So if you have any questions, whether it's on the topic of what we're talking about today, and there are many products, or if you're just got questions about beauty products in general, they've got incredible resources over there. They will share resources with you. It's They themselves are an incredible resource. So once again, it's livinglibations.com and you can use discount code longevity to save 10% off your purchase. And I'm going to leave it there. Enjoy the episode. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we launch into the episode. Please remember that all of the information provided in these podcasts is for information purposes only. We are never offering treatments, cures, whatever, for any kind of disease or medical condition. Anything you hear about here is going to be intriguing. There's some research around it, but make sure that you check with your medical provider before you go off and do any of this stuff for yourself. All right. Enjoy the episode and also if you're looking to connect with me for any reason, with your comments, questions, whatever it may be, you can reach me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group, or on MeWe in the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Group. And of course, you can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Nidham. Natalie is with an H between the T and the 
A, the second A. So thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Nadine Artemis. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. I am happy to be here. Yes. Well, folks, you don't know this, but this is our second recording of this episode. The first one was when I was at Nadine's headquarters last fall, and I was so blown away by the space and the amazingness there. I kind of lost my podcasting abilities. So we decided to go back at it and record a new podcast. And if you, you know, from the introduction already that you were just listening to that Nadine is the founder and the brains and the beauty and the alchemist behind Living Libations, which is this incredible company that, that markets some of the most amazing essential oil products on the market. And it's, we're talking about everything for personal care from beauty to body care to oral care, which is what we're talking about today for men, for women, for kids. Like, and if you're an alchemist yourself, it's single oils as well. Like it's, it's all really cool stuff, but Nadine, what's a lot of people don't know is that Nadine's written two books. And today we're talking about the topic of, was it, I think it was your first book, right? Yep. Holistic dental care. Holistic dental care. And so, you know, a lot of you are going to be sitting there scratching your heads going, wait a minute, is she a dentist? And it's like, no, she's not a dentist. However, she has the most amazing approach to oral health and care and so much knowledge. So that's why we're recording this podcast. I mean, yes, there are products on her website that dovetail with this conversation, but more importantly, you know, when I started talking to Nadine about oral care and her depth of knowledge and experience and her own story in this, I just think, you know, that's such an important story to share. So thank you for being willing to do this. Oh yeah. It's my pleasure. Well, yes, I am definitely not a dentist. However, I have teeth mm-hmm. and I want to take care of them. So I felt I was qualified to learn about taking care of my body. And, you know, it was really a few decades where I'm also like, there was a lot I've in my early twenties, I, I realized that there was a lot that we can do to solve or get to the root of many things that are sort of like, you know, going on with our bodies, whether it's a headache or acne or rosacea and different things. And I felt like I'd really come to understand a lot about that. And then even things I could create and make to design for the body to care for that. But I found there was a big gap in dental care. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to learn about taking care of my teeth every day. So I found there was a huge gap in that knowledge and, definitely an area where a lot of trouble starts. And I had gone to the dentist in my, you know, twenties. I definitely was an entrepreneur at a young age. So that a dentist dental expense was a lot in my early twenties, uh, being an entrepreneur and stuff. And I'm sure it is for most people. So it's not something you're doing maybe as diligently as you did when your mother's scheduling your appointments and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I get there and, you know, it had been a few years and I had a beginning of a cavity to forming. And my hygienist was actually like, well, let's take an x-ray now and then like go home and work with your herbs and whatever, you you know, and then, and then like attend to it and see, see what happens. And I didn't even know that you had that option Mm because I just was used to like, you know, just all the horrific dental appointments when you're a kid. And so that was really cool. And that was when I, I, which later became our happy gumdrops, which I made a dental serum which is like, was a new concept, new word, and just putting together anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal blends of essential oils that can help rejuvenate the gum tissue and help with bacteria and managing all that kind of stuff. 
So I did that. I used that. I went back to the dentist and the cavity had solidified and had evolved. And I just didn't even, I was like, just so blown away. But of course, teeth are alive and connected to our entire body. That's the start of the conversation, right? Because I think people think, a lot of people think of their teeth as these kind of bony protrusions in their mouth that allow them and whatnot. And once they came through and then they're done, like and that. they're, done, so they're like right? little rocks. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, they're little inert pebbles and yeah, they've got this, yes. this enamel stuff on the outside. And if we all know if the enamel gets damaged, then you might get a cavity and this and that. But what I love about one of the many things I love about this book is it really opened to my eye, opened my eyes to the living tissue that is the tooth and it would explain yeah. why with the happy gum drops, which by the way, is the first product of yours I ever tried. It's still my favorite. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, the happy gum drops in your case. I, and I think it's because, you know, it was probably the beginning of a cavity that was still, you were able to kind of dial it back and the yeah, tooth it was just brown. Yeah. So the tooth does have the, there is the possibility of healing the tooth. So I would love it if you would kind of take the audience through a little bit of of what the tooth is really all about, like how it's this living tissue and an entity, each one is an entity unto itself. Yes, that was sort of my key. So when I'm going into an area of the body that I want to understand, I mean, I'm always coming from Let's understand the brilliant design of our bodies because generally I feel like in modern times we're kind of getting in the way Mm -hmm. and like, I'm really into like least amount of effort, least amount of uh, maintenance that I can possibly have. So I'm always like, what's making that part of the body work? And like what maybe it had like in my life, maybe started inhibiting that or like not allowing that to fully function. So it's about really understanding the systems of the body so we can get to the root of things. So I, I, so I'm, this is like 20, you know, in the, whatever, the 20, early 2004, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) in 2009. (laughs) And it was, you know, I mean, I think now what we have access to even, even more so on Google and all that, it's like easier and easier, but I, again, I was scraping together sort of like these renegade dentists. I was interviewing dentists. I was really trying to put the pieces together and, you know, all this rare stuff came to me. And, and so, yeah, I'm not a dentist, but again, I'm only looking at the research of dentists and, you know, pub meds and all that kind of stuff. So um, what I found in this very rare book called um, Why Raise Ugly Kids, which, uh, <laughs> which is by this quite um, really renegade dentist called Dr. Hal Huggins, and he written dental books, but this one was a bit different. And I found it, you know, it was a used online book, very older. And there was the one chapter on the dental stuff. And he talked about meeting Dr. Ralph Steinem, mm-hmm. who's a dentist, and that it blew away everything he ever learned about teeth. He said, like, like a sandcastle at the beach, it all just went back into the ocean, everything I learned. So then I look up the work of Dr. Ralph Steinem, because that one clue has just opened up the whole new world. And now it wasn't for the first book, but now on Amazon, Dr. Ralph Steinem's work is available. I mean, it's one of those more expensive research books, but the yeah. thousands of studies that they've done is available on dentineal fluid transport, um, which I'll get to that in a minute. So I'm like, okay, so I go to his work. And I'm like, how does it, how does the tooth system work? And Dr. Ralph Steinem in the fifties, normal dentist, you know, just had to practice middle America. 
gets severe allergies every August. He cannot have a practice because he has so many allergies. So at that time, he learned, was pretty early on, like to kind of give up the white stuff, you know, the white bread, the dairy, the white sugar. And it radically changed his, and he didn't have allergies. And he was just like, and at that moment, the cusp, the sort of dentistry, it had just moved in the 40s, the American Dental Association to like the acidogenic theory of acid and, you know, on the teeth causing cavities. But prior to that, there was also a lot of people that were like, no, I think it's systemic. Like there's a systemic connection, which was also seen in some older texts from the 1800s. And so he just really felt, no, it's systemic because of the connection with the allergies and the food. So then he actually gave up his practice and went full time into research Hmm. um, at Loma Linda University, uh, if anybody cares. And he, um, he, so he started with x-ray dye. And of course we're using rats because that's, you know, for human teeth experiments, apparently it's pretty similar, but So basically through the use of x-ray dye, he follows the track of like chewing food, the substrates in the food, activate, you know, the parative gland right here by the jaw. You know, it's all chemical signaling, communicates to the hypothalamus, other chemicals get sent as we're digesting the food and bringing nutrients to the blood, that whole system's happening. Then the fluid, you know, with the x-ray dye comes back up to the mouth and now you've got the teeth so interesting, that whole sort of system from chewing and bringing the blood up to the tooth takes about six minutes. And then the process of moving this blood from the roots of the tooth up onto the surface of the tooth takes an hour. Wow. So the smaller move takes longer. And that move is pretty complicated. So like little trees, the teeth, the teeth roots draw up into it the blood and in a centrifugal fashion into the pulp chamber. At that point, the blood liquid gets fenestrated and changes into a lymphatic fluid that gets pumped up into the tooth through the odontoblasts, which then bring this fluid onto the surface of the tooth. And it acts, it's like this microscopic sweat that coalesces with the saliva to care for our teeth and to signal areas that might be in distress, almost like sap in a tree responding to a wound. Yeah, so the fluid comes up into the tooth and then it emerges, like it kind of sweats out through the tooth. And- yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then it works with your saliva, which of course, you know, you want to have all in good condition as well, being slightly alkaline and all of that. And then together, they're like, these liquids are like helping to prevent cavities and stuff in the teeth. And because I, when I'm looking at the body, I think, well, we're not born with a toothbrush in our hand. Mm-hmm. So... What was the inherent design to care for our teeth? And this dental, dentineal lymph system, I call it the invisible toothbrush because that fluid that comes out on the teeth prevents plaque and cavity formation and all of that good stuff. And we need to understand that to just understand that's the whole mechanics of the tooth. And the majority of dentists do not even know that. And I was just going to say too, so this system, and this is where it can go off the rails. Mm -hmm. So through things like stress, poor diet, but you know, from overall, like not because the sugar was in your mouth, but because of high blood sugar, which Mm -hmm. might be depleting things like phosphorus and calcium. So in that way, we're affected by sugar, but this system, if it gets stressed, it stagnates. Okay. So that's not too good because then you don't have that juicy fluid coming out. 
and doing its magic. But worse than that, if the stress continues, the stagnation becomes a reversal. And then the tooth is like a straw sucking in bacteria, um, viruses, you know, fungi from the mouth. And that is the genesis of how a cavity is formed. That's amazing. And I think, and I, and that's really where to your, what you were saying earlier, this whole issue that it is systemic, it is the diet that you eat that ultimately is going to either enable or disable this whole system from working for you, which I would guess that with our modern diets, very few people really have that pristine diet, whatever it may be. And that's, that's just so interesting. So Okay, so keep going. Tell us more. <laughs> so the cool thing is, is that also enables us to go, oh my God, well, we can take care of our teeth. And really, you know, most people have an imbalance going on if, you know, we haven't thought about it for too much. And, uh, you know, like 90, and then there's like 90% of people have bleeding, receding gums and inflamed gums. So it's a big issue. Um, but what we can know about knowing that is that our teeth are alive and no matter whatever state your mouth is in, if your gum pockets are, you know, starting to be a six, seven, eight, nine, if you've got inflamed gums or um, even cavities, whatever you have, it can evolve. You know, you can get the saliva going, you can get the gum tissue more resilient again. You can bring the gum pockets down. You can remineralize enamel and teeth. So that is the good news is that because our mouths are alive, it's very responsive and whatever state your mouth is in right now can totally evolve and totally get better and, and not through too much complexity. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously people could have something complex going on, but it's amazing what you can do to really bring up your mouth. Um, and what we, what I designed back in those times around 209 was this eight steps that I found that I created to just kind of like when you got to pull up your socks kind of around your mouth, yeah. you know, and just be like, which I feel like anybody can fall into that rush rut because we've been brushing our teeth for decades. You know, it's, it can get kind of boring or especially if you got the same stuff you're using all the time, you know, we're like need some kind of new way in. Um, but it's also good because a lot of people haven't been able to go to the dentist as regularly or whatever the case, if you do these steps for like three to six months mm -hmm. before your appointment in preparation for your appointment, I mean, you're going to have a better appointment, yeah. which, you know, you're going to have better results and that, and that will help it be probably hopefully less expensive, but there's a lot that you can take care of and really, and then sort of see where you're at rather than bringing all the issues to your dentist. Mm -hmm you can kind of just start getting the balance going back in like, so right away, even with your saliva, is it alkaline? Are you mouth breathing? Oh my God. That just was so huge. Yeah. Huge, huge. You know, and you, you, you know, you don't want your kid mouth breathing. Mm -hmm. Their face will develop differently. Um, you know, and you know, we want our oxygen at night. Well, so let's talk about that a little bit, because I think a lot of, I haven't actually recorded an episode yet on mouth breathing, but what are the downsides of mouth breathing? And I'm, you know, trying to explain this to my poor long suffering husband, who I now have him taping his mouth shut at night. And he's like, so I'm doing this. Why exactly? <laughs> Is he not feeling the difference in the morning? Because when Ron, it shifted for Ron, he was like, holy. I feel like my husband is kind of, he's receptive to a point. But he also refers to himself as oblivious. And I think that if he really thought about it, 
he would notice that he's a little less stunned in the morning. And he uses that adjective for himself. So I'm not saying anything <laughs> about him that he wouldn't say for himself. He'll tell people, oh yeah, I'm super stunned in the morning. And I'm like, okay, like really, how would you, how would you kind of assume that to be the okay thing? But, but <laughs> I have found that since I've gotten him to, to use mouth tape and he's in Costa Rica right now. So there's a reasonable chance there's no mouth tape to be found anywhere near him at this moment. Cause he's not with me. The only way I was able to do it is because when you mouth tape, you don't snore or it's a yeah. lot harder to snore. So right there. Oh yeah. That that's makes good. Her, that's a huge selling feature when your husband, when your wife's elbows seem to be a whole lot sharper than they used to be <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Cavities, cavities could, right? Because you're not getting the saliva. The saliva has a job. Your mouth, you know, is like a little ocean. It's a little sea of alkalinity and it's, you want to keep all that, you know, even for um, your immune system, Mm -hmm. it's like kind of how you want to keep your nose moist and not all dried out and why we need nose hairs. The saliva is acting like protection as well. And so, and especially for kids, kids will get cavities and kids, they will that kind of original blueprint, like whatever they were, you know, kind of coming out to be, it won't quite be that. It changes the shape and the bone structure. Wow. Wow. It's fascinating. That is fascinating. So yeah. So mouth breathing, major issue because I mean, it dries. And if you think about it, it's mucus layers, right? Mucus layers are meant to be yeah, moist. They're not dried yeah. out. And so when you sleep with your mouth open, you wake up with that dry mouth, dry throat. Yeah, that can't be fun. Yeah, no. And it's and it's basically, and it's that whole, and I would imagine also it has a hugely negative effect on the oral microbiome, which is not, yes. I think it's like a whole new area right now. I just heard recently about someone that there might be a test coming out where you can test your oral microbiome. Oh, I think that might already exist. It is new, but I was writing about the, I was writing about the oral microbiome and holistic dental care. <laughs> there you go. Because the, one of the main issues that we have right now is that the modern medicants for dental care and many of the procedures totally mess with and mutate the mouse microbiome. Mm-hmm. And we just had no clue because we came out of the, you know, the sort of, I think the forties and the germ warfare theory and just sort of germ, I mean, just sort of war- warfare in general, you know, even how we treat agriculture, it was just like scorched earth policy. Yeah. And in the microcosm of our mouths, it's scorched earth policy, right? Take that, uh, you know, pretty much 90% or whatever, 99% synthetic alcohol mouthwash oh, and yeah. just kill it. And like put trickless in and the toothpaste and kill it. And then we're going to do procedures that multiply and compound pathogens in your mouth, which isn't, you know, so that's not, not so good either. So then things that we do like removing teeth that don't need to be removed. Um, the, some journal of uh, dental journal that I, I don't know the name, but it, I have the quote in my book, but 67% of all wisdom teeth removal is unnecessary. Mm. Well, I remember and when I was, was the, I, for me, it was yeah, like it was right so common. everybody was getting yeah. wisdom teeth out. Right. So yeah. it was this thing yeah. that you had to do. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't have one that didn't grow in. I didn't ever even thought about it. It literally came in when I was like 35. Oh, you're kidding. Very bizarre. Yeah, like what? Um, but, uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, 
late wisdom. So we need, and we need our wisdom teeth because like, it's not, again, our bodies were really brilliantly designed. It's not like, oh, in 20, you know, the year 2000, we're like, oh, we have too many teeth. Like, no, like we're supposed to have enough jaw space because we hopefully we're eating enough to replenish our bones and had vitamin D that we can have a jaw filled with all the teeth. And you may need that when you're older because maybe the molar goes out and then that you get another chewing surface or whatever. Mm. So we want to keep our teeth, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is that when we do an extraction in the mouth, whether it's you know from a wisdom tooth or just an extraction or a cavity that just need to come out or whatever, the practice in dentistry has been to leave the periodontal ligament in place after the extraction. They remove the tooth, but this periodontal ligament is still there. And then the gum grows over that. And the dentist um, explained it to me that that's sort of akin to giving birth and then just leaving the placenta oh, in the mum. Yeah, because um, no, because the gum grows over it. And then what you have a decade later, years later, is the a jaw cavitation, which is mm. just like a cavity, but not in the tooth, but in the jaw, because that is rotting and it's sealed over. Mm. So, so that then infection. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, a very necrotic infection. It's deep. It's getting squirted into the bloodstream. The other issue that w- would also really mutate the mouse microbiome is the practice of wisdom. I mean, um, root canals. Yes. So, right, in theory, it's kind of a neat concept. We'll just scrape out the rot in the tooth, hermetically seal it, and then the person can still have their original chewing surface. It's, you know, kind of cool idea, but the reality is, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. is that (laughs) each tooth has miles of microscopic dentin tubules. So a molar, this always blows my mind, one molar has 300 meters of microscopic dentin tubules. That cannot be sterilized at all. Wow. It's impossible. So from independent studies, we see that even textbook perfect root canals that were not irritating the person and they looked perfect on an x-ray were not showing any alarms. When the, when, so when those were removed, these perfect ones, it showed you know, a hundred percent necrotic bacteria. So what the studies show is that every root canal is a vector of viral activity. So is it bringing you down? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe your immune system can handle it. Right. So it's not always that, you know, I mean, eventually, you know, you might have to make a a decision about that tooth. If you had a root canal and then things really started to shift for you, in that year, it could be related to that, but also a root canal issue can come like 10 years down the road and it could manifest as an autoimmune issue. So if you have any of these areas, like, you know, a root canal that maybe needs to go. And again, if it's a molar, it's, it's not too difficult of a decision. And hopefully there's not like a whole row of them, but you can leave that molar and you can leave that space. Your face won't collapse in you're fine. Um, you don't necessarily need to put in a bridge or an implant. If mm-hmm. you do ever come to a crossroads where you need an implant, you have to work with something that is like a zirconium. Do not go to a dentist that only ha- well, that has a titanium rod option. That dentist is not current at all. Mm-hmm. You need something compatible with your immune system. 
Interesting. So zirconium is is compatible. Barely. I mean, it's still foreign, but it's the most compatible. Yeah. So, so it's less reactive or, or yeah. We would yeah. And they've been using it for like 30, 30, 40 years in, in Europe. So it has a very good track record there as well. But the titanium is a toxic metal and bringing a whole bunch of other issues. I see. That will be a challenge for the immune system. Okay. And so on the root canal front, I like I'm I've never had one. So I've never, you know, I just know that root canal bad. Like there's no good way to there's So there's literally no good way to do it. And I guess because the root is now dead, you've lost access to this whole system that you were talking about where the dental fluid comes into the tooth and gets sweat. And cleans it out. Yeah. And because it's been so hermetically sealed, nothing can also get in to help. But meanwhile, it leaks, it leaks 24 seven into the mouth. Right. And, um, there's a um, Dr. Joseph Isels, he's in Europe and he's been really working deeply with cancer people for decades and he won't begin the process unless they have the root canal removed. Wow. And again, causation is not correlation um, mm. because yeah. like, for example, there's many, like pr- there's what, it was like 98% of women that had a root canal had this, had uh, the breast cancer, breast cancer on the same side. I mean, if they had breast cancer, they if had, they had breast and cancer, then if you look yeah. at yeah. Um, and then in thermography, when you can do whole body or sort of like head to, you know, head to chest, you can see the heat line signatures that show the paths of infl- inflammation from root canal to breast, which is pretty intense. So I have a question for you on this also. Are you familiar with that map of, is it TCM, traditional Chinese yeah. medicine, where each tooth is associated with the meridian that leads to certain organs? Yes. And I have that map in my book, the tooth do. organ okay. chart. It's been a while yeah. since I've looked at the book and I left it at home and I'm not home right now. So I couldn't flip through it like I normally would before the interview. But basically, so again, so we're, are we seeing again, quite often those relationships between, you know, and it doesn't have to be like cancer. It can be just an imbalance between a tooth, like from a tooth to an organ or an organ system. Yeah, you can see those imbalances. Um, it does seem that it doesn't matter what molar it's in, it will kind of find find its way to the breast if in those cases. It's right. not like one specific molar for the, because there are teeth that are more on the breast pathway. Yeah. Um, but basically you don't even, uh, you can know that chart or you can just know that all the teeth are connected to the body. Yeah. <laughs> like no, on one exactly. level, you know, it's just like about knowing that. So also just to, because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that probably have root canals and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. so what do they do? Um, yeah. So, well, <laughs> if you've had, if you've had a wisdom tooth removal or, you know, so if you've had extraction sites or you've got a root canal, all that kind of stuff, you really, obviously at that point, you need a very good dentist. That's a biological dentist. Cause you're going to want to clean that up. Like a lot of us need a really good visit to a biological dentist, like once or twice to clean up the past, to clean mm-hmm. up our other dentist's issues, right? So that's really important. But what, what they'll do is, so if it's already extracted, you got, you got, well, first they'll x-ray and see like, it was there jaw cavitation or sometimes it's about slipping in the instrument. And if the jaw is totally mushy, then they know, but the tooth's already gone. So they take the instrument and they'll scrape the bone of all the decay and to bring a, it doesn't hurt though because uh, <laughs> you're frozen um, and then that brings blood flow and a blood clot to the area then that blood clot is very key to like keeping the area sealed and protected and you usually can't move for about an hour after the procedure 
And then they will, the very good one, dentists will inject ozone. Yes. And the platelet therapy, which is your own blood plasma, inject it to the area, get all the stem cells going. And then that brings all the healing juice and activity for the next six months. If it's a root canal, it's the same, except the tooth will be extracted. And then they will scrape that jawbone. You know, it's the same thing. And then that area, you don't have the tooth anymore, but you don't have a dead organ sitting in your mouth causing disease. Okay. Which is good. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. I mean, I love that there's a solution, right? I mean, yes. the last thing we want to do is present people with a problem and not leave them with the solution. Oh, I'm all about the solutions. <laughs> Absolutely. You were also talking about how we can, re- we can help to support kind of like re-enamel the tooth. And there's very specific products that, that can do that. And I know that you recent, like in the last several months, you've released something in your product line, but there's actual ways to rebuild that enamel. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because again, yeah. like you know, you see people with these caps and I mean, I guess caps are kind of good in a way because they make everything go away. But on the other hand, they must be awful again for the tooth because you've sealed, you've prevented the tooth from coming in contact with its environment. Yeah. Well, we got that fluid. Yeah. Although it doesn't, not all veneers block the fluid. It's kind of detailed, but it is interesting. But also we blocked the respiration because everything Mm -hmm. like, right. Every pore, like our eyes, like everything kind of breathes, even the planet breathes. Right. And so the tooth kind of breathes. You have to use a little bit of imagination, but it's a real thing. I don't know the the actual scientific word, but there's like this in and out for all the areas of our body. And so you're cutting off that information as well. But again, for me, it's just like, let's get to the root of the issue though. Mm -hmm. We're not going to solve anything. So a veneer isn't necessarily a solution. I mean, it is a solution and there's definitely, you know, a lot of mouth situations where maybe that's the only option for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully we can catch things before those stages. And let's talk about enamel and whiteness because that's really on a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. And what we need to know is that enamel is actually transparent like glass. Hmm. And it's the whiteness within that's reflected out. And that whiteness is coming from a healthy like fat, I mean that in like a juicy way yeah. of the dentin in the pulp chamber. And when that's all juicy, it's like shining back out, right? So you want to, the main thing for that is your like vitamin D2, K, K3, sunshine, and the bones are so made for each other. Bones are piezoelectric and they're responding to information from light. And so, you know, a lot of people have cavities in the spring because they're completely de-depleted. So, you know, get in the sunshine, use your D-Minder app. And then you want to also, you know, I know for our, in this weather, I need to supplement with some vitamin D. Those of you who are listening, Nadine just opened her drapes and it's full on <laughs> snow back there. <laughs> on snow, (laughs) you know, so we need to know like where sort of the real whiteness is coming from for our teeth. Now, of course we can have old plaque and tartar that's getting stained with our red wine and blueberry smoothies. Mm -hmm. And that's like a surface staining. But if the plaque and tartar is tenacious, it's going to seem like the teeth are discoloring, but you really actually kind of need, you know, you just need a better cleaning. And one of the good things you can get at a lot of dentists is it's like this salt rinse. 
Yeah. And it's almost like sandblast your teeth with salt in a way. Like, it, like I think, you know, when they restore old buildings and they sandblast yeah, yeah, yeah. and they become whiter, it's like that, but with salt and it's totally natural and it whitens like, like amazing because you're really getting rid of all the other stuff. So sometimes you just need a good cleaning, but other than that, you don't want to use all the bleaches and the whitening things because your enamel is going to weaken and mm-hmm. thin and mm-hmm. yellow, and you'll be in a catch 22 for the rest of your life. Wow. That's crazy. And so then looking for, Oh yeah. And then the, the hydroxy appetite. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then the fun, I've been waiting to make this toothpaste for a while and I was so excited yes. that, um, to make our triple mint toothpaste with the nano hydroxy appetite, which is a mineral that is like, you know, what teeth are made out of. And for over three decades, it has, you know, been approved as really the only ingredient for astronauts to prevent bone loss. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And they take it orally? Yeah, well, they make, there's a, so before the nanohydroxyapatite, this beautiful mineral was only like in a handful of toothpaste on the planet. And of course, with the ingredients that not, no, not you or I would want to put on our mouths. Right. So it's just revolutionary that we now have, you know, this beautiful ingredient in our juicy, pure, organic, alkalinizing toothpaste. Nice. Yeah. So it smooths out the surface. That, so dentists find um, that it works as good as or better than fluoride, which obviously there's issues with fluoride, but that's like, you know, dentists that like fluoride are saying, oh, this is even better. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And Put yeah, finding, water. <laughs> yeah, it fills out the fissures and like just, you know, lines in the teeth brings the surface more even and really whitens like even, I mean, all our toothpaste just gently whiten, but this is even more phenomenal. And then we even have like little silicone trays that you could add it to, and then just kind of do a little mouth spa. So you can add the toothpaste in there and then just pop a tray in your mouth and just hang out with it. Your teeth just soaking it in for an hour. Ooh, I got to get one of those. Yeah. I haven't gotten the tooth tray yet, but somebody asked me just the other day, they'd seen a picture of me and they're like, is it possible your teeth are whiter now? And I'm like, yes. Mm. As a matter of fact, it is possible. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you for asking and noticing. I mean, I don't, you know, I see me every day, so I don't notice. Hey folks, just a quick second to thank our sponsor for this episode, Oxford Health Spend, who make Primadine, the only spermidine supplement that I personally use and recommend to my clients and family. Spermidine has earned a permanent spot on my longevity stack. It has been shown to positively affect six of the nine hallmarks of aging, including protection of DNA, as well as proper folding of proteins. That's just two of the six. In terms of visible results that people can expect to see after just one to three months, many users report better sleep, better hair, as well as better skin and nails. I choose Primadine because it is the only spermidine supplement on the market that is free of any additives or excipients while including a prebiotic to feed your own gut bacteria to make more of your own spermidine. To try Primadine for yourself, just go to primadine.com and use discount code BIONAT15 to save 15% off your purchase. And now let's get back to the episode. You talked earlier about eight different steps. Yes. And before we get into those, one of the ways I want to preface this and one of the reasons why I love your books. So there's two books, there's the oral dental care, and then there's the renegade beauty. And 
you have, you know, for people who need things done for them, you've got all these amazing products already formulated on your website that people can just buy done. Mm -hmm. You also give recipes. Like if people are so inclined, you're pretty open with, you know, you want to make it for yourself. Here's what you need. And here's how you do it. And I know that in those eight steps, there's a swishing serum and there's the salt water and there's all these different things. So I'd love you to take us through the, the steps if you could. Yeah, and for then, sure. Um, and then we can, you know, maybe talk, we can mention that, yeah, there's a product for that, but especially with swishing serum, you can do oh, like anything. Yeah. Right. So for sure. The eight steps, of course, are you can plug in and we, we have the version where you can see all of the options from our beautiful libations, but I also designed them so that you can take the simplest ingredient, baking soda, like or sea salt, but really let's just say, you know, baking soda and uh, just use that. And if you use just baking soda for the rest of your life, you would be a thousand times better off than any commercial or health food paste that you are currently using. Yeah. So you can ditch all of that today and just grab some baking soda and start doing the steps. And that really does fit anybody's budget because you could buy a bag of, you know, a few pounds of baking soda and that will last you for years. So <laughs> good. Um, yeah. Now I don't always remember all the steps off the top of my head in an interview for some reason, but I will try. So the first is just sort of setting the stage and the tone, which is rinsing the mouth, which you, you know, I suggest you could have a Mason jar in the bathroom and that would have, it has like, you know, an ounce of, of sea salt or a, an ounce of baking soda or you can have a bit of both. And yeah. of course you can get fancy and add a dental serum in there. And then you could have a shot glass for people in your family. But the idea is you're just taking a swig of this alkalizing kind of water and you're rinsing your mouth. And that just sets the tone, clears the thing. And if you've had any acidic foods, it just neutralizes it all. And it's also good for children because they are not getting every crevice. So this is just helping with all of that. And especially if, if you've been mouth breathing or anything like that, doing mm -hmm. that in the morning is going to be great. Yeah. So there's that. And then, then do we scrape the tongue at this stage? Maybe. Then we're scraping the tongue. I think we scrape the tongue. Yeah, let's scrape the tongue. And you're going to do that a few times. And then you're going to find it like less and less. And, and for that, you can get a tongue scraper. And we have beautiful varieties with copper. But you can just use the back, like a spoon upside mm -hmm. down. You could, you know, so easy. Don't use your toothbrush, though. No. 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 <laughs> no. Okay. And then, then, the then the first brushing begins. And for that, you can use a manual or also an ionic toothbrush is great, which is neutralizing um, and creating uh, negative ions. Uh, we also have a new uh, toothbrush actually coming out. You do? And like, yeah. And, and it's just a manual, but it's got like a thousand filaments on the head. Yeah. And I've never just, it's just what you, it's what I've always dreamed about for the head of a toothbrush for really taking care of gums. Right. Because you're brushing your gums. You talk yeah. about brushing the yeah. gums, which is a very interesting idea, right? Bringing blood flow to the gums. Yeah. And circulation. And you're going to start kind of where the gum and the cheek meet, right? You're going way up there. And, and here's the thing, teeth and gum, you're going to got to brush your teeth everything now in one direction I'm not going back and forth oh no so it's like top of the gum down then a slight lift and then down and then if it's the bottom row it's the gum up the gum up but we're not back and forth like uh you know we're basically brushing the gum in the direction yeah. we want it to go exactly uh, not the wrong exactly. way yeah. and that is so key because the sulca where the gum and the teeth join is like 
you know, the marriage we must protect. Right. And we can't like, as soon as stuff gets up in there and then the plaque, and then it's just micro pushing the gum away from the tooth a little bit every day. And in my book, I talk about, you know, we want our gums to be like beautiful turtlenecks for the teeth. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get into a cowl neck situation. Right. Yeah. There's so a picture. I go, remember. And that's, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then if your dentist is like, oh, your gum pockets are, you know, you don't, if you don't want to get above a three. And so if they're saying, oh, your gum pockets, six, seven, eight, nine, that's your gum pocket. That's the sulca where they're joining. And as that gum moves away, it exposes enamel that is not the same it's more vulnerable. And then you can get prone to like some gum line cavities, that kind of thing. Right. So that area is very key. And we also have uh, as like a, one of the eight steps, which is just sort of extra steps you can do. So I'm just jumping ahead to eight. We have this dental syringe that's blunt tipped. It's mm-hmm. basically like a little needle, like a little peptide needle, but yeah. with a blunt tip syringe. <laughs> and then you can put the dental serums or that baking soda water or a 3% hydrogen peroxide solution with your baking soda water or probiotics or spermidine, whatever you spermidine want. Right? Yeah. Yes. Little and then you're gonna, five, seven maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you can just flush out, you flush out the, you know, if you do have a receding pocket and then event, and you're going to do that proper brushing and then eventually it's really healing for the gums. And then you can put on that dental serum, which is delivering all those antibacterial, antiviral, you know, helpers. Okay. So then you've done the manual brushing, which is, is like kind of stimulating your gums and getting that circulation going almost like dry brushing the body, but like yeah. the little micro area of the gum and it's not going to be dry because it's in your mouth, but kind of a metaphor. Yeah. Um, and then the next step is like the electric polish phase. Okay. And we have really great uh, toothbrushes that have, they're electric, they're sonic, there's no EMFs. Yeah. And they're so good at plaque removal, the design of ev- and everything. The angle of it is fantastic. I own one. They're amazing. And it's so good to get in behind the front teeth. Like I find both of those are areas that need a lot of extra care because there's also glands there. Yeah. Um, especially below the bottom ones. And that I always think of in my head is like, uh, you remember that like sort of janitor cleaning the gym floor? It's like the polisher. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what you're doing for your teeth. And you're really polishing them and polishing the tops and getting them all shiny and removing all that plaque. And then you're going to floss. And then the really fun thing about the floss, and again, you could add in a way you could wet it and even get some baking soda up there to get some grit and alkalinity. Um, but it is really nice to take the, one of those dental serums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and, or even, even that nan in our triple mint nano hydroxy appetite to- toothpaste, because then, well, first you would, you're going to floss and with that dental serum, get it all. And I say floss twice. People ask why I'm like, well, when you do it the second time, you'll know exactly why yeah. there's just more stuff coming out and you have to do that for a few months, you know, to really clean. Um, but then you could do things. Yeah. Even taking that nano hydroxy and then putting it up into each tooth and just letting it stay there you know, and it will dissolve, but just getting all the crevices of your mouth really clean. And then um, there's the flossing and then you're going to rinse again, just to rinse all that away. And then you can do those extra things. So looking, is it an area that needs a little massaging with a gum serum? Does it need the dental syringe or 
then you can finish it all off with, you know, some oil pulling for 10 minutes, right? You can just use MCT oil, coconut oil. You could add a probiotic to that. You could add spermidine to that. You can add a drop of peppermint to that. We also make swishing serums that we have all those juicy things in there, including like CoQ10 and stuff. If you feel like having something ready-made and really powerful, but there's so much, you know, they can just do with water, baking soda, sea salt. It's amazing. So you've mentioned spermidine a couple of times, and we are both huge fans of primidine in specifically with spermidine, because there's nothing in there that there's nothing in that capsule that you wouldn't want to ingest, right? It's, there's no surfactants, there's no talc, there's no nothing. I personally, my spermidine, I pop open my capsules. I drop them. I drop the contents into a little bit of yogurt at night with a bit of glycine. And that's my little magic sleep stack kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's really, and it's yummy with some cinnamon. And it's really just a tablespoon of of yogurt. But let's talk a little bit. You keep mentioning it for oral care. And so people think of spermidine as something that they would ingest. But I think a lot of people don't appreciate, and I know that you're in your lab, you're working on a bunch of different new things, but, um, but spermidine also has applications for topical application, right? Yeah. And I wish we had some of the studies from Leslie to quote right now, but there was, yeah, topically applied to the skin. It makes a big difference. Like it's worth it. You know, I mean, it's worth it taking it internally, but it's worth it to put it topically on the skin. And you can even just open a little bit of a capsule and mix it with our toothpaste or your baking soda. And it's really great for the gums and teeth as well. And I believe mm-hmm. Leslie has some studies that even back that up, which we, maybe we could link to. Yeah, no, that would be great. I, I'll ask her to, um, I'll ask for them and maybe we'll link for them, link them in the show notes. And so the oil pulling is kind of the it's the grand. I think so. Yeah. And again, there's debate over doing it before or after, but I'm like, oh, let's just totally do those eight steps and cleanse and then oil pull. Cause then you're not just oil pulling the day's debris, like let the oil pulling do the deeper work and a cleaner mouth, I say. Mm-hmm. And it's a miracle for white teeth and gum health it's it's i've really seen it transform people's mouths after you know doing it for two to four weeks amazing and so are there specific essential oils i mean there's the peppermints obviously that that is fabulous but are there other specific essential oils that are really good particularly good for the microbiome in the the mouth because again you know when we think about a microbiome we don't want to go too hard on the antimicrobials. It's like taking too much oil of oregano for your gut. With essential oils, they're botanical biotics. They are living plants. And just like there's a way that hydrogen peroxide can clean up the pathogens, but not disrupt all the beneficial bacteria. We now understand why for thousands of years, cultures and peoples have been using things like peppermint and myrrh and frankincense and rose and neem and cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, cardamom for oral care. Hmm. Now we know because of modern science and understanding the microbiome that these plant biotics are so key to oral care. And it's not something that every dentist still gets either, but I love that we have the science that shows that these, this group of essential oils are effective QSI, which are quorum sensing inhibitors. So they have the ability to clean up the pathogens, bust up biofilms while working cooperatively with the beneficial bacteria. 
Really? What better thing do we need right now for our medicine in our mouths? So much to the extent that even essential oils are replacing antibiotics in some uh, farming systems in Europe. So instead of using antibiotics in the food supply now for chicken feed, they're using things like oregano. Really? Yeah. So smart. Yeah. Because that, what is the answer to antibiotic resistance? We need something to replace that. And for something to actually, because antibiotics are sort of indiscriminate. They're sort of indiscriminate assassins. We'll just take it all down. Yeah. So the fact that we have substances with their innate intelligence that discern, do the discerning for us. I mean, that's a match made in heaven. So they're like almost adaptogens in that sense. Yeah. They're looking, they're looking from, and is that true of oil of oregano as well? Because I always thought oil of oregano can be a bit harsh on the gut microbiome. If Well, it, there it's a, it's a strong oil. So I was also just going to say oregano, cinnamon, and clove. I'm being very general. Those beauties are so potent that it would generally, it's too strong to use concentrated. Right. Like one drop of, of uh, peppermint you could add to your water or your toothpaste. And I, you know, and I know if it's pure, real peppermint, you're, you're good. But like a drop of cinnamon clove or oregano can burn. And if you don't want to put a drop in the water and then drink that, because then your whole throat will be mm. on fire. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I mean, clove is so key, but you must, must, must dilute it for, for dental care. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's, that's really interesting and important. And so as we were saying before, you know, I think that just circling back, there are some really basic ingredients people can use and get away with. And then as you want to get fancier, you just kind of more, more nuanced, if you will. My favorite my yes. <laughs> part of the month is nuance now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought of myself as a black and white person and I'm starting to realize the, the power of nuance and the, ne- the necessity for it in the world that we live in at the moment. But as you want to bring more elements in, you can start to kind of delve. I think I live in nuance. I think I don't live in black, white or gray. <laughs> no, exactly. You're in, you're in a much more sophisticated world than that. Okay. So what else do people need to know about taking care of their mouths? I mean, ultimately, you know, I think that we as a society tend to, to separate the mouth from the rest of the body. And the more we delve into holistic dentistry and holistic health is where we, we have to kind of come to the conclusion that the mouth being the gateway, really one of the two main gateways other than your nose to your gut is a critical piece of your whole health. Then we have to get our heads around the fact that these bony protrusions in our mouth are actually alive and need care as well. What, what, what else do we want to tell people? Like, I just think like, it's, it's so important. Like we're all so focused on the gut. We just forget about the mouth. It is like that. And it's like, well, if we think about leaky guts, which we know about a really a cavity is a leaky tooth and a receding bleeding gum is a leaky gum. I often tell people when we're approaching, like a good way to approach things is I have this little thing called stop, seal and seed sand using toothpaste with glycerin that coat the teeth microscopically and don't allow that saliva to access the teeth, for example. Right. Then we want to seal. So you want to seal and heal, seal and heal the gums. You do the eight steps. We're working with, uh, you know, dental serums that are voluntary 
will be anti-inflammatory for the gums, getting all that in order, and then seed. So you're reseeding. So actually you want to think of your body, like I think of it as like a microbial bank account that we want to have really diverse. And we got to know that actually a mouth with bustling bacteria is going to keep the doctor away, (laughs) the dentist away. And so that's when you can do things like, you know, reseed, looking to take things like butyrate, probiotics, prebiotics. And then you can also be adding that into uh, your oral care as well. You know, you can throw some probiotics onto your toothpaste and that kind of thing. So you're just bringing up the whole oasis of your mouth to just be in in a balanced homeostasis. And then that's going to be good for your guts and everything too. For sure. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that analogy. Okay. So what's the question I want to ask you to finish off, Nadine? I, so, so what would be your, your, your parting message to people on, on their oral care? Like just the message that you just want to leave them with on, on oral care. Cause I'd say with your oral care, oral care, do not despair. I know that, you know, the mouth can seem like a dark, scary place <laughs> and we can get scared because we haven't, we don't always know what to do. And it's like, and you know, it can be devastating or painful and, you know, lots of our mouths, it's a vulnerable spot. And so don't despair because you're, you know, everything's alive and things can regenerate and rebalance. So wherever Mm -hmm. your mouth, your mouth is at right now, it can improve. And I really, I welcome anyone. You can email us. Um, We also do free consults. We've, we've pretty much seen every question ever on dental care. We do our best and we can always, you know, pass along resources and different things as well. And so we have free consults. You can email us any question you want. So we have that support. There's also a lot of articles on our website that will help as well. And there's the eight steps, you know, all over the website as well. I love it. I love it. And I, that's such you know, I love what you just said here, this, this whole idea that you can heal like you can heal your mouth, you can heal your teeth, because I don't think that's something that we've historically been taught. No, we haven't been taught that. And we've just been sort of going at it day to day with the things that are kind of making an uphill battle for us, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like a lot can just come into being when we just even stop a few things. So it's, you know, and and the mouth, it it moves quick. It's, It's, you know, it's a happening environment in there. So things move quickly. It can, it can speedily heal if it's given the right tools. I love it. Okay. So people can email you guys. They can email support. They can get information from you and on your website. So why don't you tell people um, where they can find you, Nadine? So we're, yeah, livinglibations.com. It's a whole little world there. Um, My books are wherever books are sold. Plus they're both on Audible. And then for Instagram, we've got Nadine Artemis Official and Living Libations Official. Perfect. And I think we also have a discount code for people, which I believe is longevity, which will give you guys a little rebate gift when you, when you use it, um, when you go shopping. I think we're going to end here. Thank you again so much for making time for recording this podcast again. To our listeners, we've had a bit of a wonky internet service here in the DR where I'm recording. There's big, big wind outside. So You may find the audio a little choppy on this episode, but Nadine, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your wisdom. And I look forward to talking to you again about the other book real soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, mattnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.